From the Times of Northwest Indiana and nwi.com slash podcasts, you're listening to Byline. The podcast about the newspaper's most fascinating stories and the reporters who tell them. I'm Kale Wilk, and this week Byline takes a look at migration in and out of Northwest Indiana. We'll talk with a researcher keeping a tab on population trends in the state. You know, first of all, you can just you can just tell by looking at the numbers that, you know, here in Indiana, you know, pretty much all the growth in the state is really driven by just a handful of metro areas. And we'll talk with millennials, a group whose living preferences are profoundly affecting Northwest Indiana's future. In terms of things to do, music, all everybody goes to Chicago for. Even if you live in there, you, you want to go to Chicago and play. That's the big ticket. I'll start off with a little spiel to get things going. So you've heard me talk about things related to the region for almost a year now. I haven't really talked much about myself. Simply put, I'm 23. Obviously, I work at the Times. Only graduated from Indiana University a year ago and live in Cherville the town I grew up in. I'm incredibly happy with my life right now and lucky to be where I am. But upon graduating, and even leading up to it, I didn't have the same feelings. Working at the Times wasn't solidified yet, and I was searching for jobs, much like many of my other peers. Coming back to Northwest Indiana didn't excite me much at first. Living somewhere else did, though. I felt like I wanted something new, I almost made a decision to move to Charleston, South Carolina for a job offer, but in the end decided to turn it down after a visit. It wasn't until the flight back that night, and as I was descending into O'Hare Airport and saw those familiar lines of streetlights in the vast metro area, that it really kind of clicked for me that I felt right at home here in Midwestern Chicagoland. Not too long afterward, working for the Times became my job. So why am I talking about this? Well, today's episode, and actually the next one too, has some aspects related to people like me, millennials. Thus, I don't have to look far when it comes to finding any to talk to for obvious reasons. So in this podcast, there's three of my peers I got in contact with to see how they felt about something that's an issue for Northwest Indiana. And what exactly that is, is what we're going to get into Starting now. Right now, I'm walking along Hubbard Street in Chicago. I'm about to meet up with somebody. Uh, and then, uh, coffee maker. Probably make some coffee in there. <laughs> I don't know if you're... I remember you said you're a coffee drinker or not. Oh, no, I, I don't drink coffee. I don't do that I'm cool with just, like, a, like a glass of water or something. Okay. That's, that's fine for me. That someone is Matt Meshti. He's welcomed me into his apartment for an interview. I came to talk with him about how his life is in the city. A large, a large amount of my friends moved to Chicago because that's just what you did, because it seemed like such a close thing. It was close to home, an hour away, but also it was a way, much like you, you feel like when you go off to college or something initially, where you're just like, oh, I'm free, you know, I, I, I'm taking the next step in my life as an adult, going to college, getting, you know, being on my own, looking after myself, whatever. And then when you graduate, 
it's the same kind of like next step where you're just like oh I want to es- escape or you know move like up it a little bit and move to the big city and try it out Matt's a freelance filmmaker and an occasional correspondent for the times he originally earned a business degree from Purdue University and worked in advertising and marketing for a social media company called Superfly he's lived in the city for three years but like I've noted before his origin from Northwest Indiana is of importance to this week's topic too because I always felt like we had the best of both worlds just like I do now we we have the tougher attitude that some of like my parents and my dad and my uncles and stuff had growing up as working in the mill and being mill rats and things like that I don't know it makes you I think it makes you a certain kind of person half you're half in the door half out of the cornfields and also the city so you get like a dual perspective on the world from the city minded people and also country minded people and you're like sitting right in the middle of it so see the thing about matt is that he's one of many young millennials that have opted to move to an urban environment in pursuit of job opportunities but this pursuit among others in our age group may be contributing to a local problem for the past few years northwest indiana hasn't entirely grown especially in lake county and i specifically said entirely because it's a little weird There's some growth, but not all over, nor at similar rates. We'll go ahead and dive in by talking with this week's featured reporter. Joseph Peet, business reporter at the Times in Northwest Indiana. Joseph Peet's been tracking this in the recent past. He analyzes figures and data annually when they're made available from the U.S. Census Bureau, the Internal Revenue Service, the Indiana Business Research Center, and more that can point to how this population shift is going. You know, as part of my responsibility as a business reporter, I cover, you know, population shifts uh, as part of the overall economic coverage. And I'm signed up for, you know, U.S. Census Bureau does news releases throughout the years. It actually generates many interesting and insightful stories that tells us a lot through data about, you know, Northwest Indiana, the state, the Chicago metro, and the world. People like to know if their community is growing or shrinking or stagnant or, you know, where, where it's headed. And he's found some interesting results. The Indiana Business Research Center reports that since the beginning of the decade, out of the three region counties, Porter County is the only one that's consistently grown, having gained over 3,000 residents over the past six years, which is a 2.6% growth. Laporte County has gone up and down in small increments with its population, in which it dipped down last year. For the past six years, it overall has lost almost 1,500 residents, a 1.3% decrease. And Lake County, well, it's only gone down since the beginning of the decade. It's lost over 10,000 residents in that time period, which is a 2% decrease for it. We're down to like 485,000 now people, it's estimated in Lake County. At one point, Lake County had had more than, you know, 540 residents or so. We did have a growth spurt at the beginning of this millennium, but it's been kind of, uh, the past decade's been a little harsh. We've been losing residents every year. We're losing more than any other county in the state by a wide margin. Joseph, as you may remember from previous episodes, keeps a finger on the pulse of the steel industry. And that exact thing may be something to look at as to why this is happening. It's not even entirely through any fault of our own that this is happening. Nationally, if you look at the census numbers for years and years and years, 
there has been an outward migration from the industrial Midwest to the Sun Belt, to the South. People have been going to warmer climates for years. What drew people to the Midwest in the first place is you had heavy industry, you had tons of jobs. We had all, people from all over Eastern Europe, people from the South. But, you know, we, we were once a magnet that drew people from immigrants from the world over. And you just don't have that anymore. The mills employ a fragment of the, the people they once did. And population, you know, if you have a choice between suffering through a bad winter or living in Phoenix, a lot of people, unfortunately, are choosing to go move to Phoenix or Florida or, you know, wherever. And it may not be just steel, but manufacturing as a whole, which has historically been the backbone of this area. The unemployment rate in Indiana has been slowly going down, as well as job growth slowly going up. But those changes have been occurring elsewhere outside of Northwest Indiana. The decline in industry is a symptom in other places aside from the Great Lakes region, from the Appalachian Mountains to the Great Plains. Within these areas lie pockets that have been nicknamed the Rust Belt, and include not only places like Gary or South Bend, but other cities like Cleveland, Ohio, Detroit, Michigan, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, or St. Louis, Missouri. With the strength of their industries hiccuping and sputtering, whether it be steel, automobiles, and more, the potential for community growth is fading in some of these areas, as not only older workers don't have jobs, but perhaps also the young. That's something we call this man about. This is Matt. This is Matthew Kinghorn, a demographer at the Indiana Business Research Center at Indiana University in Bloomington. Joseph has also spoken with him for his stories on this topic. We, uh, among our research uh, areas of expertise, uh, are uh, demographic analyses and demographic projections. Uh, and along with that, we work with the Census Bureau to help them uh, produce uh, annual population estimates. And we also provide support during the uh, decennial census. What these trends tend to come down to is quality of life and what millennials want in an ideal, satisfying lifestyle. It's tricky to define, as the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention notes that it's mainly used as a way to measure health-related statistics and options, but has evolved into a subjective, multi-dimensional descriptor. For our purposes here, we're looking at it in regards to amenities and affordability. And cities are the places that are proving to be appealing. So the idea goes that where the jobs are is where the people will be drawn to. But it may also have to do with the effects of the recent Great Recession. Houses weren't being built. Um, people didn't have, uh, feel uh, economically secure enough to make a big move. Uh, all those sorts of factors uh, you know, you know, led to everybody, a lot of people just being stuck in place, basically. You know, here in Indiana, you know, pretty much all the growth in the state is really driven by just a handful of metro areas. And so you have central Indiana, the, the Indianapolis area certainly leads the way. Something that we saw in the wake of the session was a lot of uh, uh, kind of an apartment boom in, in urban areas. Uh, you saw that in Indianapolis. You saw it, you know, really around the country. And so that could have been another nod at, at preferences of, of millennials. So millennials look for something that's not only affordable to them, but is also meeting their preferences. And what are those? Sometimes it's hard to pinpoint because the results seem to show that millennials are finicky. But here's what some might say. A Gallup report titled How Millennials Want to Work and Live said that this group wants an active and engaged community with strong social ties. 
A data story from Goldman Sachs titled Millennials Coming of Age says that among those surveyed, they have a reluctance to buy homes, and many are renting. They're not buying many material items like cars or luxury goods, opting instead to share. They aren't attracted to big brands and instead gravitate towards smaller businesses and would rather be purchasing quality goods, even if it meant more money. You know, the, the key is is a, a, a diversifying economy. Um, you know, when you look, if you look at the, uh, you know, the Midwest, you know, we, we there are certainly all the, the, the Rust Belt cities that we think of, the Clevelands, Detroit's, uh, you know, or even the Gary. Um, but then also within the Midwest, we have, uh, you know, what are some emerging uh, metro areas that maybe aren't as tied to that industrial past that, that some of those, uh, you know, heavy manufacturing communities are. You know, if you look at uh, Columbus, Ohio, or uh, Indianapolis, uh, Madison, Wisconsin, even the Twin Cities in Minnesota, they're growing at a much, uh, you know, population-wise, they're growing at a much uh, faster rate than a Detroit or a Cleveland, uh, you know, are um, or Chicago even. Um, and so I think that that, that you know, the, all those amenities are are important as well as education. Um, you know, strong schools. But, it, but it's going to be that economic base and, and you know, making it you know, as economically uh, competitive as possible is what's going to draw, draw young people. Now, Matt mentioned Indianapolis, which is where one of those other peers is living. Stephanie Strompluski. I'm a video production assistant for the Indianapolis Indians. Stephanie, who's 23, actually recently moved to the city. Well, Greenwood, to be more specific, which is one of the first towns after you exit the southern city limits. She's originally from Illinois, having spent time growing up in Chicago's East Side neighborhood and South Holland, later moved to Dyer, and then eventually also went to Indiana University, where she and I met as journalism students. She also found the job search to be a little difficult. I started about February of my senior year, so like three months left until graduation, and I think in a month I had applied to like 60 different jobs or internships on this uh, specific sports website that I was using to find uh, production and, and broadcasting jobs and didn't really find anything. There was zero luck. So it was a really uh, hard process because you didn't know if, you know, you didn't know if you were going to hear back from any job you were applying to. And um, it took me about, let's see, I was applying in jobs in February, didn't really hear back. I applied to a couple more jobs in September, and that's how I got the job with the Blackhawks, the same website that I was applying to. Throughout her time as a journalism student, Stephanie gravitated toward the broadcast side of things, and it's still her dream path in the field. Last year, she interviewed for and earned a community relations position with the Chicago Blackhawks, but the position was only for a year. She had to start looking elsewhere. And while sending her resume and cover letters around to different organizations and markets, she eventually was successful in getting the position she has now with the Indianapolis Indians, a minor league baseball affiliate team. And she's enjoyed her time thus far. Well, that's pretty good. I live in a pretty vibrant area. I didn't think it was going to be vibrant at all. I thought it was going to be pretty dead. Um, but I'm surrounded by restaurants and grocery stores, and there's a mall like 15 minutes away. I'm only 30 minutes from the city. So everything is fairly close. Um, 
So I'm really enjoying the atmosphere so far. I asked Stephanie about if being in a city or very urban environment affected her preferences on where she'd want to be. Definitely how vibrant a town is. And by that, I just mean, you know, is there um, is there nightlife happening? Is there people that actually want to be here and they want to live here and, you know, they want to actually go out and live their lives. I want to be a part of the vibrancy and people going out for drinks and having fun and, you know, wanting to be a part of the community and, um, you know, going to, you know, whatever shows are happening downtown. Um, but at the time, I think maybe a couple of years ago, I wanted to live downtown in the city just so that I would be closer to things. And if I actually had a job downtown, then I would be closer to my job. I'm not really sure if I have the same exact goal I did to live in the city anymore. But, you know, in the next couple of years, if the opportunity presents itself, I'd like to give a try. I would like to give it a try, like living in the city and see see how it's like. I also asked Stephanie whether or not this meant Northwest Indiana proved to be an appealing place for her. Chicagoland wasn't proving fruitful as a place where she could find employment, but did it have the same quality of life being afforded for her in her current home? You know, when I was little, I really hated it, but growing up, I started to appreciate it. So I've really appreciated what Northwest Indiana has given me. I don't know if I see it as super vibrant, but I'll see people that you know, want to go out and they want to go out to the movies or they want to go out to a couple nice bars or they want to go out to the mall in Maryville. Um, but I don't think it's, I don't think it has a super, you know, nightlife atmosphere. No. It's a tricky thing to help ensure growth in Northwest Indiana, as there are multiple factors that play into this. So I wanted to talk to someone who has a knowledge on what the temperature is like for Northwest Indiana's business environment. So I sat down with Heather Ennis, the president and CEO of the Northwest Indiana Forum. Growing Northwest Indiana's economy is kind of the way I would describe it. We are investing in the future of Northwest Indiana. We're working with the companies that are here to help uh, streamline ways that they can invest in the economy here. So whether it's growth in um, their company, um, attracting more talent, helping to um, get through regulatory processes, things of that nature. Heather and her counterparts meet with other business leaders and try to attract and keep their work here. She's not able to give me specific names of who they meet with as that dives into trade secrets or could reveal business decisions about, say, for example, a company relocating from a different state to Indiana, which would impact that area or the company's employees. But they do review their work. And from a broad look... According to the group's 2016 year in review, they met with almost 200 site selectors, brokers, and developers, saw around 1,200 jobs created, and almost $250 million in new investment. But Heather does note that a lot of this investment or development is in the realm of manufacturing. Indiana, we make things and we grow things, typically is who we are, and that's a, a blessing and a curse. So. Um, the beautiful thing about making things and growing things is that you have product and you have things that um, 
are great for the market. It's not just a service economy. Um, the downside is with automation, you can make things and grow things with fewer people. So we have, need to continue to diversify who we are and, and what our opportunities are and what we're making and growing. So when, you know, we've had such a great blessing to have the steel mills be right here in Northwest Indiana and to be able to produce uh, 20% of the U.S. steel right here in our region is is phenomenal but what we've been able to do it with fewer and fewer people so in order to keep those people gainfully employed we've had to attract other types of um, manufacturing in order to keep in and some of those skills aren't necessarily transferable between one and the other i also asked heather a tricky question about what we want to be in this area what is our identity how do we position ourselves Are we a suburb of Chicago and a bedroom community-rich land? Are we an economic power source of Indiana? Who do we identify with? And who do we want to see grow? We tend to look at everything like it's a zero-sum game from Northwest Indiana, and it's, it's a shame. The fact that we're a stone's throw away from the third largest economy in the country is huge, and, and we should never be embarrassed of our proximity to the city of Chicago. It is an outstanding factor for us, and, and it's thriving because it's a vibrant place where people want to be. Well, Northwest Indiana is a vibrant place where people want to be as well, but sometimes people that are here forget that. And someone who believes that is this person. Uh, I'm Brandon Kickmull, and I'm a civil engineer. Brandon is the third and final peer I'd like to include here. He's 24 and works as a civil engineer at DeShiel Corporation in Oak Brook, but he keeps his residence in Chicago's Wicker Park neighborhood. In July, he'll have been living in the city for two years. He graduated with a degree from Purdue University Northwest, back when it was so-called Purdue University Calumet. But Chicago has always been something that's been a goal for him. Um, one of the things that I did like growing up a lot is that, um, is just being, you know, being very close to, um, to, to the city and, you know, just having that South Shore train as, you know, an easy access as, you know, if, you know, you know, if if I didn't have my driver's license, you know, like it was an easy way just to, you know, get to the city without, you know, actually having to drive or, you know, if it's something, you know, like a big event going on, of course, major traffic, easy way to get in there. So, you know, that's always something that, you know, I've always liked growing up because I've always liked going to the city because there's, you know, many things to do. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics, broadly speaking, the fields growing fastest in jobs are science and technology related, whether that involves medicine, engineering, etc. And when I talked to Brandon, he said some job positions with firms were available in Northwest Indiana but not as much as compared to neighboring Chicago. Coming out of college, he had three offers to work for firms in either San Antonio, Texas, Tampa, Florida, or Chicago. The rest is history. Yeah, yeah, like I was, I would always say like, you know, like when I was doing my initial job search, like Chicago was like always my preferred, um, you know, area. The other areas that, you know, I was considering was was Indianapolis, because, you know, that's like a big city, but, you know, it doesn't, or, Sorry, it's like not like that large of a you know big city, but you know it does kind of feel like a big city. But you know everything's very compact, and you know close together, easy to get to different things. And then I also did like um, Arizona a lot just because of the warm weather. <laughs> Although Brandon's job is in Oak Brook rather than within Chicago proper, being closer to his work site was one thing that he valued over a longer commute from Northwest Indiana. 
and Chicago's amenities are all that he could have hoped for. The one thing that, you know, I really like, you know, that, you know, you know, always draw, like always drew me to the city is that like, I like to, you know, be like very active when it's like being like outside or, you know, going to, you know, a lot of concerts because, because like I, you know, I do enjoy going to concerts a lot. So, you know, just, you know, being very close to concerts, you know, either just taking an Uber or, you know, the bus or the train to concert venue post to, you know, just driving from, you know, Indiana or, you know, taking the South Shore. It's just a little bit more convenient for that. So, yeah, I would definitely say that, you know, just, you know, the array of activities and, you know, things to do that there's always something going on in the city, whether it's, you know, some type of street festival, music festival, um, you know, the beach, you know, a new brewery, a new restaurant or something. But he did note he does value Northwest Indiana for what it provided him and doesn't dislike the area or find it unappealing. He did note it may be a place he would return to in the future. Um, I don't see myself like living in Chicago for like the rest of my life. You know, I'm just, you know, like, well, you know, I'm, um, you know, young and everything, you know, you know, I guess, you know, one experience what the big city has to have, but you know, when it's time to, you know, get married and have kids, obviously I wouldn't want to raise kids in, you know, a big city cause, um, cause you know, like, you know, you know, kids like to run around and, you know, they're rambunctious and whatnot. And, you know, with, you know, um, with the city, there's, you know, it's a little bit harder to do that because it's all pavement around here. There's not much grass, you know, parks are all spread out. Finally, let's go back to Matt. He's a talented individual and, like Stephanie and Brandon, is looking for the opportunities where he can. And his current living situation is what is providing him that. He says he hasn't forsaken Northwest Indiana and still does enjoy coming back occasionally to see his parents, to help coach football at Andrain High School in Merrillville, and, of course, do his freelance work in the area, too. In moving to Chicago... You're going, you know that you're getting access to a lot of people doing cool things that you haven't seen before or that you've seen on TV or just better quality of things like things that are, things that are achievable for Northwest Indiana that are in Chicago that draw people right now are the, the food, the world-class food, cocktails, restaurants, art, and um, museums, things that, and, and also just the, com- the communities that exist. It's really, at the end of the day, all about the people. You have to eat and you have to drink and that's fun, but that all is just things that facilitate um, social activities. If you get, basically it starts with the job. If you get the kids there, then they're going to be like, what are we going to eat tonight? Okay, then there's going to be a need for a restaurant there. Then there's going to be a need for some bar for them to hang out in so but that doesn't stop my curiosity on whether or not he would consider returning permanently he disclosed to me he has a future goal of one day living out in california but if he wanted to stay in this metro area for the time being what would it take to do it it seems like like the trend among young people is that they all they all want to go and, and, and move to a city right so, you know, in, in your view, what, what do you think that it takes to convince somebody to go ahead and move to Northwest Indiana, where it's like, it's urban in a sense, but it's still like the suburbs as well. You're still in like the metro area, you're just not in the main like neighborhoods or downtown area of the city like you are here. You well, know, from your perspective, you know, what, what does that take to do that? At the end of the day, I, I just want things to go well for Northwest Indiana and for for people 
that are young to see it as a place that they're that they can still hang out in but for right now it's falling short for me in terms of the restaurants and yeah. in terms of the things to do right. music all everybody goes to Chicago for even if you live in there you, you want to go to Chicago and play that's the big ticket you know that's that's where you go so right. if there is just some outlets for us to express ourselves and you know give our give back and be creative in Chicago then that would be or in Northwest Indiana, that would be great. Is hope lost or fading for the region? Well, maybe not just yet. The reason why to be found and continued in the next episode. Byline is a production of the Times of Northwest Indiana. Episodes come out every two weeks and can be found at nwi.com slash podcasts. Byline is also on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can just type in NWI Byline in the search bar, and we should pop up. If you've got a media player and want to download our episodes or listen on the go, Byline is available on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. We just kindly ask that you rate us and leave a review because it actually really helps. And we'd like to hear from you, whether that's constructive comments, feedback, or suggestions for topics you'd like to hear more about. You can just drop an email to kale.wilk at nwi.com. Reporting for this week's episode came from Joseph Pete and myself, Kale Wilk. We'd like to thank Matthew Meshti, Stephanie Strampluski, Brandon Kickmall, Matthew Kinghorn, and Heather Ennis for taking time to be interviewed for this episode. Last but not least, a big thanks goes to Summer Moore, the Times' digital and audience engagement editor and Byline's creator. She's the forewoman that helps make this podcast a well-oiled machine. I'm Kale Wilk, and from the Times of Northwest Indiana, thank you for listening. See you next time.